Coming up on the Men at the Movies podcast, we're discussing Inception once again. This time, Britt and I dive into the power of the themes of this movie. Ideas are resilient, contagious, and can define us. Our moments of shame and regret act as entry points for our enemy to infect us with lies. But if we reject the lie and replace it with the truth, we live in freedom. Join us as we discover God's truth in this movie. The movies and stories we love are gateways to see ourselves and God in new ways. Every great story borrows its power from a larger story, the story that's written on our hearts and woven into the fabric of our very being. Hello and welcome to the Men at the Movies podcast. My name is Paul McDonald, and joining me, dancing to the intro music, is my buddy Britt. Hey, Britt, how you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you? Doing good, doing good. It's interesting because, um, you know, we, we were talking beforehand and sort of sharing, you know, we've probably been talking over half an hour now. That's a recurring thing we say on this is, we've been talking for an hour, we've been talking for a while. Um. <laughs> But I think some of the stuff that we were talking about, like just of how our lives were and, you know, I went and participated in leading a men's retreat and then visiting my son, and, you know, as you said in your prayer, you said, you know, engaging in things that impact the kingdom. And then when I get home, all hell breaks loose. Stuff, you know, my daughter's car breaks down, my wife and I get in this fight that seems gigantic, like, you know, rage clouding my vision, literally. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're supposed to go out on this date night after I've been gone for a week. And we've, what we're going to do today is talk about how this movie reflects the power of ideas and how the enemy lies to us through those ideas. But before we really get into the meat of the movie, I wanted to talk about a couple things. One, this is our second conversation about Inception, but really this is our first deep dive into the content of the movie. Grayson and I talked before about the sound design, mm. how that works, why that's important. And I think that that's a good episode to listen to if you if you enjoy good movies, because we really talk about what makes it a good movie. Mm. And it's sort of like going to, uh, you know, you go to a, a wine tasting event and they talk you tell you about the nuances of the wine or all this stuff. So this is sort of like a movie appreciation, a movie tasting event where this is like, hey, this is why sound is important. This is how they do it. This is how they make it. This is how sound incorporates you into a movie, into a story. Mm. You can't tell a good story in a movie format without good sound. It just doesn't happen. So mm. we talk about that on the podcast. The other thing I wanted to hit real quick um, I've had people talk to me about, hey, we love the podcast. I want to do it. You know, he's got teenage boys. I want to do this, watch a movie with my son, and then sort of talk about it like you guys talk about it. Mm. But he's not going to listen to the podcast. And that's fine. Hey, if one person listens to the podcast and then you guys go watch a movie together, you know, whether it's your kids, you know, we do some Disney stuff, whether it's like your band of brothers watching, you know, some of the more adult type films. Nope, we don't do adult films. Let me <laughs> rephrase that. <laughs> Some of the more gritty films like Inception, where you can say, hey guys, let's get together. Let's watch this great movie and then discuss it. Mm-hmm. Well, we have questions in our show notes. So nice. if you can't get them to watch the podcast, you just grab the questions and say, hey, you know, when we did Moana, how how have you failed? Where have you felt the the brokenness of failure, the brokenness of rejection? Mm. Where where has something been stolen from you? Like we talk about those three sort of archetypes of of rejection in in that movie, and so those are available on the show notes. We also have the website menofthemovies.com backslash podcast, where you've got even more resources. Where if we mention a book, there'll be a link to the book. Where we have some of our quotes, the themes, and those same questions. One of the reasons that we do this podcast is, hey, let's get together. Let's get some guys together. Let's watch a movie and then talk about why does this movie move us? Why does this movie matter to us? 
And so with Grayson, we talked about it from a technical aspect, why this movie is important. Britt and I today are going to deep dive into why this movie resonates and is important to us Mm. from a content standpoint. As I was praying before, you know, just thanking God that he, part of his revelation to us is his revelation into what the devil is doing. You know, have you ever known someone or maybe you've had this, this experience where you know there's a problem, but no one knows what it is. But then when you finally get a diagnosis, it's almost as bad as the diagnosis might be, it's almost comforting. And and, and a lot of times it is very comforting. You, you may have had this experience with as in the medical profession, right? Oh, yeah. The the not knowing is 10 times worse. Something's wrong. I don't know what it is. Is the worst feeling somebody can have. They could get bad news. They could get the cancer diagnosis, but at least they know. Right. Like when you're stuck in that limbo, <laughs> that's what we talk about in the movie. Yeah. When you talk about the not knowing, that is the worst place that, that patients can be. And if we're sort of, we see ourselves as sick patients in need of a healer, not, I, li- I like what you said there with, with, that not knowing is a is a terrible place to be, and and so part of God's love is to say, "Hey, this is the problem." Like we don't like part of the lie that we believe is we don't want to know the problem. Like you know what I mean? Like we we because it's 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 not immediate. Sometimes at least it doesn't seem to be. We don't want to be told we're we're wrong, or or there's or we believe a lie, or we've been wrong this whole time, uh, or whatever. But part of God's love is to reveal to us this is how the devil has lied to you. This is yeah. this is what he's doing. This is how he's trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. You know, and, and one of my favorite scenes is well, not one of my favorite scenes, but so, something I saw recently that really kind of impacted me was in Fellowship of the uh, the fellowship of the ring when uh when bilbo was trying to hang on to the ring and yeah. he, he thought he gave it to him but he really didn't and you know all this sort of stuff and and gandalf reveals himself for who he kind of really is <laughs> and yeah. like scares bilbo and but what he's saying is i'm not I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to steal from you. I'm not trying to hurt you. And 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 sometimes, you know, that's part of the lie. Well, God's correcting me because he hates me. Like, no, no, he's correcting you because he's trying to get you on a different path, you know? And that's kind of part of what we're going to be talking about today. But but part of it is, is realizing, you know, there is a scripture. Again, maybe you can look it up. But there is a scripture that says, do not be ignorant of the devil's devices. Don't be ignorant of what he's doing. Like, like you have to know what your enemy is planning because now that you know, just like with the diagnosis, the reason why people, even if it's a bad, even if it's quote unquote bad news, the reason why people are comforted with a diagnosis is that the next thing they say is, so what's the plan? What's next? What, what now? are we going yeah. to do? There's comfort yeah. in that. And when and if you don't know what the devil's doing, you're just being manipulated and you and, and there's all this stuff is going wrong, then then the devil can tell you what's wrong. Well, you're the problem. Right. No, your wife's the problem. No, no, he's the problem. <laughs> you know, just like you were saying earlier, like, like I'm doing all this stuff to impact the kingdom. And should it surprise me that he's gonna throw chaos in my life and try to hit me? And wound me at my most vulnerable point, which is my marriage. One of the most central things that keep me going, right? Is it any, right? And, uh, you know, my mentor used to say, he, my mentor used to do this. Their family used to do this. When he would get frustrated, there'd be a problem, like something wasn't working, it wasn't connecting right, like we were setting up for a gig or whatever. And he would stop and he'd go, this is a test. <laughs> he would he'd have to say it out loud like like it, it because now I can react differently 
If I'm just going to react out of frustration, then I'm going to do something I shouldn't do probably, right? Or more than probably. But if I'm reacting, if I realize that, oh, this is a test, I'm being tested. So Father, help me, right? I need your help in this test. Show me what to do. Show me. Reveal yourself to me. Show me a solution. The Bible literally says, if you lack wisdom, ask, and it will be given to you. Not maybe, okay, like maybe, and maybe not immediately, but like if you, if you ask and keep on asking and seek and keep on seeking, like he's got those answers. And so what, so this movie to kind of transition back into the movie, this movie, although it's the heroes doing it, so, you know, quote unquote, the heroes of the movie, yeah. even though they're doing it, this is a heist movie and a heist movie is where you steal something. And we have an enemy that's out to steal, kill, and destroy. And so as we go into what they do, I think it, it, it is actually a great picture in how the enemy lies to us and tries to get us to live according to, because he knows if he can plant the lie deep enough, so, so deep we don't know it's a lie, then we'll live by it. It will change our life for the worse. Again, I'm not saying these people are evil people in the movie necessarily, <laughs> but I am saying that that is this is this is a this is like a playbook of what the enemy does. Yeah. And and when we understand it, now we can go. I see you, right? But what what was it in the um in, in the movie with Kaiser Soze? of um the usual suspects the usual suspects you know the the devil's greatest lie or whatever was that he didn't exist you know like yeah. and, and that's the thing like if you can get in and get out without them knowing you were there that's the best heist you know sort of thing what we see in and you know especially in dom's character um where he he has the scene later in the movie where he talks about he feels guilty and we see these scenes of regret and we have those things and those shape our lives and so I love what you said about it's sort of a playbook. I mean, that's what the Bible is. If you look at the garden, if you look at Jesus or when Jesus was tempted by the devil, that's basically his tricks. God's yes. holding out on me. Are you really this? Good. Are you really this? Are you really this? That he's he doesn't he's not very he's creative, but he's not. It's the same thing over and over. Once you yeah. can see it. You can yes. recognize it, then you can do something about it. And we call those the the phrase the term we use when we agree with the lie, we we believe a lie. We call it an agreement. Mm -hmm. One of the focuses that I have for this podcast, one of the instructions I tell for people is we want to make it practical, we want to make it personal. So as we were talking, I was like, oh yeah, this is actually really applies to the experience I had last night with my wife where I literally couldn't see straight because I was so frustrated and so angry, like shaking. And that truth, like I actually said, I am not your enemy. <laughs> you are not my enemy. Like you Thank have you. to go back to the truth. Yes. And this is, so this is sort of the umbrella of the arc of where we're going. And I did want to hit on just a little bit of trivia because I think it's interesting mm -hmm. that Christopher Nolan got this material like in 2004, six years before they actually made the movie. He got the script or the idea of it. Yeah. Least. Yeah. But he said he, he recognized the fact that this, this movie, it, it's complex. It's massive. Like you, you were saying there's, there's four stories almost going on at once in the different dream layers. Right. In, in, in lesser hands, this is, a chaotic mess. But Christopher Nolan realized he had to get more experience in order to pull this off. And how mature of an attitude is that? Mm -hmm. To say, I'm not ready to do that. Let me get more experience. If it was me, honestly, I'd be like, yeah, man, I'll figure this out. <laughs> we'll figure it out on the way. And some directors <laughs> right. do that. I got YouTube, right. And we, those aren't great results. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they are, but man, it's, it's hit and miss, right? I mean, you know, sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle, you know, but 
but yeah, you know, as a writer this time watching through it and just paying attention as a writer, this is a heist movie. This is Ocean's Eleven. Just <laughs> in dreams. <laughs> but just but because he places it in a different realm and and with a different with like different world building and the and the actors are so great. But it's it, it's got the it's got the basic arc, right? He's there's he has to do this job he doesn't want to do, right? I mean, there's all right. this sort of stuff. <laughs> and it's the way I can get out. <laughs> it's the way I can get out, man. And um and 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 but he also he also makes the stakes personal. He it's his kids. I gotta get back to my kids. Yeah, we don't care about the the monopoly or the all this stuff. Right. We care about Leo getting back to his kids. We care about Leo getting back to his kids. That that keeps us engaged. That 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 makes us relate to him. That makes us care about him, right? And then and then he's got to build the team. And then they gotta make the plan. Make the plan. And they got, <laughs> and they got you know like and then they got to go over the plan. They got to go. And, and in this movie, because it's it's almost like a fantasy realm or science fiction yeah. in a certain sense. You got to go over the rules, which you do in a heist movie, right? Like if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they're gonna steal from the casino, well, what's the security system like? And and yeah. oh, but what a lot of people don't know is that there's secret <laughs> level, you know, like, <laughs> and so they can manipulate the rules at that point, right? But it's 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 just a basic heist movie, but because it's so original in the world building, and it's well written that he keeps a lot of it simple enough that you don't get lost. And he, and he introduces an idea and a piece of the world at a time so that by, so then he can spend the last 40 well I don't even know how much it is. I think it's like 40 minutes of the movie is is the actual heist, the dream heist, yeah. the idea heist, the inception. But like you said there's like different levels. So as a writer I'm just watching it going, "Oh my gosh, he's got Different levels of action going on with different levels of conflict in each one with different levels of emotional and inner and outer conflict. And he's got mystery and he's got stakes and he's got urgency and he was able to keep it simple enough. All of these different elements that it didn't like you said, it is pretty amazing that he did as good of a job as he did, you know. I just think that that's a, a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Is, and, and if we're talking about the enemy and lies and ideas, how frequently I want to go, I want to be at, you know, a black belt level. But if I go fight black belt levels, I'm going to get beat if I've never taken karate. Right. So as you engage in spiritual warfare, honestly, you're going to start pretty basic. It's going to start pretty simple. And a friend of mine talks about these four stages of, of competence where one is like unconscious incompetence where you don't know what you don't know. Then you've got conscious incompetence where you start realizing you don't, you know what you don't know. Then you've got the conscious competence where you, or you, where you're, you're sort of, you're like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's very structured and rigid. And then the last one where your unconscious competence, where it's you become a ninja and you do it by reaction, you do it without even thinking. And so, but knowing, giving yourself the grace to go through those stages, just like Christopher Nolan did, I'm not ready for that project. If I did it now, I'd screw it up. So I need to do these other ones. And he did Batman Begins and The Prestige and The Dark Knight. So that by the time that he's, he wants to be ready to do this so that it it is not a chaotic mess. Right. Then I think most people would agree it was pretty he did a great job. Oh, I, I absolutely I believe he did a great job. Uh, you know, and and he really is you know a, a great writer and he's a great director. I mean, he came out of the gate which with a fairly complicated movie, right? With the uh, what was the one where he was remembering it? It was back backwards. Was um, it Memento? Oh yeah, yeah. So he's got on his IMDb, he's got really Memento, Batman Begins, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, Dunkirk. 
Oh yeah, Dunkirk. Not, not a bad list of movies is not what I'm a saying. Bad list. Yeah, and and even the ones that aren't as good in that list are still great. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, you, you only go, uh, maybe they're not that great because you're comparing right. them to, you know, The Dark Knight, probably one of the best movies of all time. Like, I mean, that, that movie, <laughs> right. that that movie transcends a superhero movie, right? I mean, that movie yeah. just is, is so amazing yeah. on so many different levels. But all that to say is, so so in this. You know, let's go into what Inception is. So, so we get introduced to the world. There's a little action scene in the beginning, and they they kind of fail at doing this. You know, trying to steal an idea. They're trying to steal something from somebody's brain in their dreams, and then they are they are kind of forced into this heist of introducing an idea. And they talk about how difficult it is to introduce an idea into somebody's head because if they know it, it's not original to them, it won't take, right? right? They'll reject it. And and then there's this, and like, like you said, there's this sort of, uh, there's a sort of similarity that they draw between a virus and an idea, which I think is also really interesting for our discussion. Like viruses replicate themselves and hide themselves in our, in our DNA, right? They take our cells and they replicate themselves. So let's go back to that first clip where he's talking about the resilience. Cause this is, this is, he starts with just talking about ideas in general and then gets a lot more specific. So let's start with this first one where, like you said, these action scenes, he's talking to Saito played by Ken Watanabe. I mean, just the, this, the freaking cast in this is stellar. I mean, Michael mm-hmm. Caine has three minutes, and it's Michael Caine. Right. <laughs> so he's talking about the most resilient thing out there and what that is. And, and you know, spoiler alert, it's an idea. What is the most resilient parasite? Bacteria? A virus? An intestinal worm? Uh, what Mr. Cobb is trying to say. An idea. Resilient, highly contagious. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. An idea that is fully formed, fully understood, that sticks. And he calls it a parasite. Right. Yes, an idea is a parasite. Yeah, and, and, and when you think about it, you know, he's, he's talking about it in kind of both good and bad ways, right? He's saying like an idea is very resilient. An idea will will kind of take on a life of its own. And that's why it's a very powerful thing. And so that that has, yeah, it's, and it's contagious. And and so there's there's good and bad with that. It's the idea, that's not in and of itself evil. The fact that an idea has that power. But what our enemy does then is take that reality because here's the thing about the devil. He's smarter than me. He's smarter than you. He's smarter than all of us. He's been around a while. He knows theology better than me. He knows theology better than I could learn if I just studied it my whole life. Right. I mean, he's been in God's presence. He's seen God's presence. He knows, he knows exactly how the, the only other, the only person who knows better how we're created is God. That's the only other person who knows better about who yeah. we are. So he is really good at manipulating us and really good at knowing how to take us down. We cannot win against him. We can't stop him. We can't, There's no security we have at this point to stop him from doing this. Our only security, spiritually speaking, is Christ. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> like, that's it. Like, that's our only hope. Our only hope is to is to be is to have his power right and and with him what can we do right we can cast out imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god the the battle is 99 in our in our brain and in our heart that's where the battle is hang on because i love what you just said because we think like last night my enemy is my wife right but it's in my head and it's for my heart like the battle right. is not external. 
That's what Paul says. Battle is not against right. flesh and blood. The battle is not right versus left. Good. It's not this versus that. It's not against any person. All, because the enemy dances when we get divided. That's his purpose. That's his that his goal, his intention is to divide us. He lives for division. Mm-hmm. And when I say my battle is with my wife, that's giving, again, an idea, right? That it's like a virus. It's resilient. It's contagious. And if I'm doing this and being and taking that concept, then it's infecting my heart. And that's what the battle's for. What, what am I giving my heart to? Am I believing a lie? Mm-hmm. Am I making an agreement? Am I believing the lie that that I'm not worth it, that I've screwed up? And we're going to talk more about that as we dig a little deeper about those different levels. Because right now, the, the but I think right here is the battle is in our mind, but it's for our hearts. Absolutely. And, it, and really, the battle is for our eternity. That's really, I mean, the battle is for our eternal fate. And, and the devil knows this. He knows the stakes. He knows how important this is. And that's part of his lie, right? Oh, it's not that big of a deal or whatever, whatever he's trying to, you know, deal with. But so for what is his name, Don or whoever in the, in the yeah. movie, he realizes how difficult this is because, you know, we will reject an idea if it's not our own. So he says an inception is, is planting the idea. So, you know, the movie's called Inception because this is what they're trying to do, to plant an idea, but without the person knowing that it's been planted. So that's because it's deception, they, this is what we have to do. So they have to plan it out. So they need, they need an architect to set up mm-hmm. a different sort of world. I mean, so let's, I mean, I, I don't want to go through it too quickly, but, but what, what they need is an architect one of the things they need as they as they pull together the team is an architect to make a facsimile of the world but not the world because you want it to look like reality almost yeah. like the matrix to look and feel that like thought, reality that flashed that thought flashed through my mind almost as you said it <laughs> about the matrix yeah. so that's one thing to to create a facsimile of of reality that's not reality that, that, that we have to interact with, you know, and, and again, the devil does this too, right? He tries to get us to react like you were talking about last night. He tries to get me to react, you know, when somebody says something or tries to do something or there's a problem or there's a, or there's chaos enters the story. He tries to get me to react to that. This is reality. This is what's real. Yeah. There's not, there's nothing behind it. Don't look, don't look behind the curtain. Pay no attention <laughs> to the man behind the curtain. Yeah, this you're like, just reality. accept the fact that water is sort of going sideways. The gravity's not working. Right. Just So that's one level. So that's why he, you know, I don't know if she's the other main character, but she's kind of the other main character. What's her? How do you say her name in the movie? Ariadne. It, which is interesting because that's named after the guide through the labyrinth back in Oh, Greek mythology. Okay. I think I can't remember. So there's the labyrinth. Ariadne is the one who guides them through the labyrinth. And the idea has to be simple. So, th- so that's, that's a, that's a whole other yeah. level, right? The idea has to be simple. It, 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 it can't be too complex. It can't be too deep. It can't, it can't be too uh, be. And, and, oh, and here's the thing, because at, at some point Dom says, you, you, you just kind of Give give the world to the. And he's teaching her how to be an architect because he can't do it and all this stuff. But he's teaching her how to be an architect. He says you don't have to do all of this. You just have to do enough that my brain will fill it in. That my brain will will take it and run with it. Mm. So in other words, the devil doesn't hang have on. To- hang on. Hang on. That's a really. I want to think of that. Right. The the little idea. That, that we get whispered in our ears, that we think comes from ourselves, that we take it and run with it. We're the ones with our own imagination that build on it. And that, and, and, and see the devil knows we do this. So, so he, so this is part of his plan. That's how we take ownership of it. 
That's how we take ownership of the lie is because the lie comes in. um, God doesn't love you. God doesn't want good things for you. Um, God has abandoned you. Um, You're going to be a failure, whatever the lie is. And then, and then now, now we reframe our whole experience based on this lie. Well, God, God's abandoned you. Well, um, I, I, I prayed for this thing and it didn't happen. Uh, and this thing that happened really hurt me by this person and God didn't protect me. So yeah, he had like, we start filling in the blanks, but, and then it becomes our lie. And that's kind of the point of this movie. At some point with lies, the devil doesn't even have to lie to us anymore. When we take ownership mm. of it, we'll just lie to ourselves. And he just sits back and goes, all right, gotcha. There's the trap. And and it's the same thing happens with Inception. Like once the idea has been planted, they don't have to keep doing it. It's right. going to take on a life of its own. Yeah, Tom Berenger's character, right? Right. In the first one, they had to to inject him. They had to fake pretend to be him. But in the further levels, they're like, oh no, he's going to bring him along with his own interpretation of, we're going to see what he's thinking by how this guy's acting because that's just his reflection of him now. Right. He's bringing him along and acting in a way that is consistent with his underlying belief. Exactly. And again, going back to my situation, you know, I'd spent a few days with my son in college. I hadn't been able to do that. And I'm leaving and I'm sad because, you know, I miss my son. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wondering, did we connect enough? And I'm my fear that I'm, my stress that I'm feeling as I'm leaving is I should have done more. I should have said something different. I should have engaged him differently. I should have done this. Second guessing and feeling like, Uh, And again, it goes back. My desire is good. My desire is to connect with my son in a meaningful, impactful way. Right. Right? I want to impact the world that I live in for the kingdom. We want to impact our families, our marriages, our our kids, our, our friends, our job. We want to have an impact for the kingdom. And then something happens that that fear. You should have done this differently. Why didn't you say this? Why didn't you do this instead of this? Why did you... Make him watch Inception and fall asleep, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not his jam. Um, well, and and that's really good because that was another part of 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 what they had to do. So so they needed an architect for a different reality. They needed a thief and a forger to pretend to be different people. And and how much do we do that? How much do we start to reframe who people are? Have have you have you ever? played out a whole conversation in your brain between you and another person and they piss you off in your, in your imagination. Like, how dare you say that to me? They never said anything. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but maybe because I'm a writer and I'm more aware of it or God's helped me and become more aware of it. Only daily. (laughs) But it's like, you start to have this conversation with your boss or your wife or or this person or or whoever, and they have no idea. But now you, yeah, your wife sends you a text in the middle of the day. We have to talk tonight. You're not thinking it's a good talk. <laughs> You're thinking, how did I screw up? What now? What? If, you're thinking more work and you play out those things a billion times. And it's kind of like that episode in friends where Phoebe is mad at, at Ross and she didn't, she doesn't, she doesn't remember why he's like, why, why are you mad at me? And she's like, you know what you did. And then like, it comes out like she doesn't remember. And she's like, you did this and this. And he goes, I never did that. And she goes, I might've dreamed that, you know, like, like, like she was mad at Very him. Inceptionist. And this is another way that the that the enemy creates division and creates hate, creates bitterness, creates all these things. Is is he he places a projection in our mind and goes, oh, see, they would say this, they would say this to you, they would try to keep you from this, or they were whatever. Blah, 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 blah. And then now you're mad at this person. And then what happens? It is connected to this. They start to ask questions because this is all interconnected. 
because it all has to work together. It's all one thing. But we're trying to break this down a little bit to show the how it all works. In order to plant the idea, they have to learn his weaknesses. And what's the what's the first mm. question they ask? What's his relationship like with his dad? That's the first question. And if you're going to make somebody question whether God is a good father, then you attack someone's relationship with their earthly father. That's what you do. If you can get people mm-hmm. to question, if you can, if, if you, and again, we've talked about this, there is such a thing as tox, toxic masculinity, but that's only because there's such a thing as good masculinity. It's only toxic because it's, it's meant for good. Like there's, there's an element to masculinity that is is meant for good. And so, but if we can convince a culture that any masculinity is evil, then we can get them to reject God. That's what we can do. And that's what we've done. That's what, not me, but that's what our culture is trying <laughs> to do. Like that's what our culture is trying to do. And this is the culture that we live in, is if we can get people to reject all of masculinity as evil, it's 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 oppressive. It's evil. It's trying to it's it's trying to take power over everybody, and it's not true. I'm not saying there aren't men who do that, but there people, but there yeah, are there women are, yeah. who do this too. People do evil things, but there are also a lot of men who are very masculine who protect and they serve and they sacrifice and they take responsibility for things that they didn't do. I mean, there's there's all sorts of healthy versions of this that we don't point to. So what's the first thing that they ask this guy? I mean, they ask about how can we get him to believe something that's not true? It's a lie, right? His father never said this about him. They're trying to get this thing into into what's his name Fisher they're trying to get this thing into his brain into his idea they're trying to plant this idea that has never been spoken to him by anybody real you know and but how do we do that well what's his you know what's his father what's his relationship with his father like and they keep this picture they keep going back to this picture there's something about this picture when he was a boy and and all of this sort of stuff and that's what the enemy will do he'll try to get you to remember an event he'll try to get you to remember something and he'll reframe it see your father doesn't love you because he didn't react to your creative thing the way you wanted him to or whatever it might be right so that's that's another piece of this i love how you said they they evaluated where where is our entry point? Yes. Where can we enter yes. in? Where can we get the enemy knew I was excited. I'd been gone for a week. Was new. I was excited to to go out with my wife. But where where is my where is my weak spots? It's insecurity about my kids. Did I do enough? Did I do them right? Because it, I mean, going back to my divorce, it, and we're gonna lead back into these like moments of shame that Dom carries around. Right. We have these moments of shame that we that resonate that shape us that are sort of like portals for entry. That if you're not vigilant, if you're not secure, not secure, if you're not aware, good. I mean, you don't leave your back door unguarded, right? And so the enemy knows I'm insecure about my kids. Going back to, I mean, going back to when I was in the army and deployed for six months. It's like, I, I'm gone for my kids. I have to make it up to them. And then the divorce, I'm automatically a bad father because I'm not there all the time. Mm. And so these things are, are an easy gateway into my psyche, into my mental state. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm all the way back, you know, driving four hours, resonating. Did I do enough? Did I connect with him? I've texted him three times this morning. He hasn't responded because probably because he's a college student and sleeps so new. <laughs> and it, it's so bad in our modern culture, man. If, if we text somebody, they don't text us back. They're like, are you mad? <laughs> like, uh, we're not friends are, anymore. Are, are we not friends anymore? <laughs> like, you remember back in the day, like I'm old enough. We're old enough for like, you called somebody and it was at their house and there was no answering machine. So, you know what I mean? Like, but we, ha- we feel like we need this immediate reciprocity well, I, yeah, it's funny because I called my dad on the way home and he answered and he's like, hey, I'm sorry, I got to go. Like we we were on the phone for like 
30 seconds. I'm like, why did you even answer in the first place? You don't have to answer the phone. <laughs> you know, back, like you said, back, there was no voicemail. There was no answering machines. You just... You might get a busy signal. You, just, you know. And it wasn't because they were on the phone, just because the cat knocked it off or right. something. So we, we kind of showed the different levels, and, and it's all working together. And I wrote down, they knew his weakness. They knew his past. Mm-hmm. And then they manufactured, this is the last part, they manufactured situations to introduce the lie. An idea is like a virus, resilient, highly contagious. And the smallest seed of an idea can grow. It can grow to define or destroy you. smallest idea such as your world is not real simple little thought that changes everything so there's two two more levels of this so they create a a false world to interact with they create false images of people right of and and then all of this is working together with they know the lies, they know the weaknesses, they know the insecurities, they know the past. So they're taking all of those elements and then they create, manufacture situations that reinforce and and will reinforce in that uh, that lie, right? So to your mm-hmm. point, to continue to use Paul as a guinea pig, right? <laughs> the enemy, the devil knows your past. He knows the stuff you've been through. He, he knows, he knows how you felt in the army and leaving your kids and how you felt about that and, and divorce, which can be, you know, very traumatic for most people. Right. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah. And so he knows your past and he knows the the fears and the insecurities based on your past. So then he didn't like manufacture a situation that you're like, oh, that's not, you know, not a big deal. He manufactures a situation that feeds on all of that. He manufactured the, the enemy manufacture uh, manufactured a situation where it fed on all of that stuff for you. Cause not only was that stuff with with Brendan going on, but my daughter calls right. me late in the afternoon. She is an hour away and she's like, dad, my car, when I put it in drive, it doesn't go forward. It'll go backwards. I'm basically at a corner in this road, not in the middle of nowhere, but she's like, not really anywhere convenient. And I'm thinking we have reservations for dinner. We have tickets to a, a show a good father would go rescue his daughter. Never mind that she's 21 years old and has her own kid, right? In my mind, she's like five, probably. (laughs) And wrestling with, again, that guilt, am I disappointing my child? Am I failing her? I, I should be leaving and going to take care of this. Never mind the fact that my 16 year old drove to pick up the son, the, the, her son, the three-year-old, so he's not sitting in a car for an hour waiting on a tow truck. Never mind that she's actually called the tow truck and it's scheduled. She's just sort of sitting with the car waiting. Everything's actually technically taken care of. But because of all this stuff, I'm feeling insecure about how I've done, which prepares me for that moment with my wife of, I don't matter, work's more important, which is an old wound, an old struggle that I've had in the past that really haven't had in a while. It's actually something over the last couple of years has been something I've actively fought against. But that old scar tissue probably was a, a weak spot. And all of a sudden, the 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 idea, the like a virus takes full bloom. We're really mixing metaphors here. <laughs> and suddenly I'm shaking with rage Mm -hmm. because I feel hurt, but it's not really by anything that she said or did. Right. It's all, as you mentioned, in my head. 
it's a response to the uh, the situation that's been manufactured, right? Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And the situation that the enemy and God allows it, right? God allows you to be put in those situations. Uh, so that's what they do in the movie. So they manufacture these situations to expose these fears, right? They put him in, they put him in a very tense situation. They kidnap him and right. There's all this sort of, they're putting a gun to his uncle's head and all this sort of stuff. Like they're putting him in a a very tense situation where those fears will manifest, where there's those fears will manifest. And now they can introduce a lie because you're very vulnerable at that point. And this is what this is what the devil does. And the fact that you said that you were able to kind of combat that with stopping and going, okay, wait a minute, you're not my enemy. I have another enemy that I don't physically see that is actually working against me, right? You know, like th- there's something else going on here. That's what happens in the movie. And that's what the enemy does. And then the very last piece of it is they have this brilliant twist or whatever at the end where they decide, what if we get him to help us break into his own mind? (laughs) What if we can get, like, what if part of the lie is you need to help me break into your own brain and destroy you? Like, you need to help me do this. And although they they weren't technically destroying him, I'm just saying for the enemy, like, Part of the lie is you can be a hero by believing this lie. You can actually go into further truth, right. like, like like the original lie. He thought he was in going into his uncle's subconscious when it was his own. Right, it was his own, and and they they tricked him in that in that sense. But now he's a participant, and this is why repentance is. Very important, a very important idea in the Bible. There's a a lot of reasons, but this is one of the reasons. Number one, the Bible says we've all left him. God didn't leave us. The Bible is very clear. We, like sheep, have all gone astray to our own way. We've all done this. So repentance is coming back to him uh, because we made Mm -hmm. the choice to go away. We got to make the choice to come back. And he empowers us to make that choice. I'm going to go into the theological ramifications of saying that, but but, right. but it is true. That's what that's why we have to repent. But but in this case, it, another part of it is we've been a participant. We have agreed to it. Uh, even yes, yes, the devil tricked us. Yes, but we have agreed to it. We have participated in this, and we have, and a lot of times we've participated in his deception of other people because we participated in the law. We're not alone. We're not on an Island. And just like him believing this lie is not going to have consequences in breaking up the company for his dad. Like it's like, he's going to act in a certain way. And when you believe a lie, you're going to act that out in other people and get them to believe lies and cause wounds that the devil can use to insert. See what I mean? It just keeps going. And so this is why repentance is, is important and humility and, and recognizing and admitting I participated in this. I have to take responsibility for my own part and God is faithful to forgive. <laughs> and that's why I died. Right. Um, but that's a, that's a big part of it. And that's what we see with Dom towards the end in that conversation with Mal where he's feeling guilty because he's the one he knows inception works because he did it to her. Right. Yeah. Because she was, she didn't, she, she lost her sense of reality and he tricked her and he didn't realize as she said that the ideas have the, they can define you or can destroy you. And like many of us, I think our weak spots are like Dom's where he had this whole sort of elevator shaft full of ideas where this floor was this moment of regret. This floor was this moment of regret where we have moments of shame or regret that are easy access. Right. And what he says in this is we we're sort of going to pivot from here to what you said of repent of, well, how can we, how can we take these attacks? How can we combat when the battle is raging in our minds but the first is to identify what is in fact going on 
And that's sort of what Dom admit, admits to here of how the guilt of that one thing has shaped and colored his entire life. Those aren't my children. You keep telling yourself that, but you don't believe no, it. I know it. And what if you're wrong? What if I'm what's real? You keep telling yourself what you know, but what do you believe? What do you feel? Guilt. I feel guilt, Mom. And no matter what I do, no, no matter how hopeless I am, no matter how confused, that guilt is always there, reminding me of the truth. What truth? That the idea that caused you to question your reality came from me. She actually says the answer. Because what is going to keep us from getting swept away? getting lost in limbo, as it were. One is, she, state the truth. Like, I, I, I wish I could say, I told my wife, you're not the enemy, I'm not the enemy, and it worked. <laughs> but I said it, she said it. I was like, why are you saying it in an attacking way? And things like cycled up again, so. But you do have to remind yourself of what is true. The truth is, I love my wife very much. She is my partner. She is, you know, you mentioned sort of this this idea, the source, our, our marriages should be a source of strength, comfort, a sense of security, sense of home. And Jesus actually said this in John 15, remain in me. Mm-hmm. We have that choice. Like he doesn't say, I like he's remaining, right? He tells us to remain in him. The other kind of cool thing that I thought When they talk about knowing whether you're in a dream or not, how did you get here? Good. How did we get to the cafe? How did we get to the hotel? Oh, that's good. In that mid, in the middle, you say, wait, how did I get here? How did this happen? That was so good. Because they couldn't remember. Where did this idea come from? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you can't remember. You just go zero to 60. Yeah. How did I get here? Where did this idea come from? And, and ask for God's interpretation. You, you you said earlier, if you ask for wisdom, he will give it. It's a promise. I don't need to wonder if that prayer is going to be answered. Where did this idea come from? Is this idea from you? Is this statement from you? If it's not, you want to throw it in the trash. A buddy of mine has this, like when he's under this attack, under this, the cloud, the fog, whatever you want to call it, the devil is a punk and a liar. Mm-hmm. Call them out. Shine yes. the light. And that's how we can take back. Because, and we see this, Dom does not take it back. He is living constantly under the feelings of guilt. Right. He Because, because something he did out of love for his wife ended up destroying her. And he feels he carries the burden because he planted the seed. There are things that we did, we... That the same thing. I did this. We, we, you know, we've left a trail of mistakes, a trail of broken things because we live in a world of broken people. But we can't live off of that ident- identity and that reality. We can't live where guilt is shaping everything. We have to trust that Jesus is going to redeem it, even if it doesn't look like it. So, you know, you asked the question, like, how do we, what do we do? And, and the very simple answer is submit to God. Like, come back yeah. into, into an awareness of him. He's always with you. He's omnipresent, right? But often we don't, we're not aware of him, right? We're not aware of his presence. And... And so you have to come into an awareness of him. You have to you have to consciously choose to turn because he's right there. You don't have to go far. You just have to turn. He's right there. And yeah. and and you and you have to turn your heart to him and submit and say, God, what's true? I don't know what's true. Right? That's a submissive, humble thing, right? I don't know what's true. Right. I'm submitting to you because he is truth. 
we have to align ourselves with him. And that means making him the focal point. That means saying, okay, you know, you are, you are truth. You are king. You are God, because then we can resist the devil and he will flee from us. That's from James, right? Submit to God first. And then you can now, now he can expose what's going on now in that light. If you bring it to the light, the one thing the devil doesn't want you to do is to bring it into the light. That's the one thing he doesn't want you to do is to expose him for what he's doing. Because if we know the idea isn't originating from us, we can reject reject it. Just like they said, if I know, if you plant, if I know you planted the idea, it's never going to take root. That's right. But if I think I planted it, it's going to grow terrible fruit. (laughs) And, and, And part of that coming into the presence of the father is him saying, no, you're a son. No, Mm. you're a daughter. Yeah, but I I did this in the past. I know, but you're my son. Here, let me put a robe on you. Here, let me put a ring on your finger. Here. No, 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 but I, but I, no. (laughs) Right? He won't even listen. Yeah. He won't even listen to it. He'll say, no, just come Let's have a party. Like, like, let's come to the party. Let's, let's, let's hang out. Let's, you, you're my son. You're my daughter. And, 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 and when he says, no, I'm a failure. He says, yeah, but in me, you're, you're already successful. You're sitting, you're seated at the right hand of God in heaven forever. How much more successful can you get? Like, you know, like, no, 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 but uh, whatever. I'm abandoned. No, 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 no. I, I am with you always, right? Like, he he speaks these truths that we can't. What's awesome about those truths? I mean, I guess maybe some people don't think they're awesome. What's awesome about those truths is that we, we can't we can't achieve them. We can't achieve him being with us always, right? It's not something that we can earn. It's something just we just have to rest in and believe and 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 receive and, and, and again, but and once we do that, those ideas take root and have yeah. consequences, and life from truth happens instead of death and and more hurt and more wounds, right that's that's a virus too, except in a good way. That's contagious too. Yep, resilient, contagious, and defines us. That the truth, and what's awesome about the truth is you can't stop it. You can't stop it. The truth will is winning and will win over a lie. If you believe it and live it, if you believe it and live it, it will win. And it, it it's going to win whether I participate in it or not. It's going to win. It, because reality will... You can live by a lie as long as you want, but re- but true reality will snap back, snap snap you back into place. And my son's starting to learn this as he's starting to get more and more consequences at school. I keep telling him, I just I'm just <laughs> letting him do stuff. I'm like, okay, but I'm telling you not to do it because I love you and I don't want you to face the consequences. And now he's doing it, and he's facing the consequences. And I don't want him to face consequences, which is why I told him not to do it. But I'm telling him, this is reality. This is a hard wall. And you can keep beating your head up against it all you want, but it's not hurting the wall. Like, And I'm not telling you not to do it because I don't love you. I'm telling you to do it because I'm trying to help you like Gandalf, right? I'm not a thief. I'm not a robber. I'm not not trying to take Mm. anything from you. I'm trying to give to you. But but that but that truth, man, is is firm and it's secure and it's a rock and and it will and it it takes time, but it has redemptive consequences. It will redeem things in your life over time if you'll just stay consistent with it. And and then when you're not, just come back to him and hear him say, "You're a son. It's okay. I got you." You know, um, and just keep coming back to him and just let that be your discipline um, because he will show you where you've been lied to. And the truth that he tells mm-hmm. you will affirm you. It will lift you up. It will show you value. And it will show you that other people are are worthy of love as well. So we, we pray over you guys that God's light will shine in your life, in your hearts, in your minds, that 
The enemy's lies will be revealed. The agreements you've been making will be revealed. And you have the opportunity to break it. Amen. Say, reject the lie and replace it with the truth. And when you replace it with the truth, like you said, Britt, that's a that's a seed. And these it's a different idea. The enemy's ideas also resilient, contagious, define us, and will destroy us. Good. They have the opportunity. God's ideas, God's truth, also resilient, contagious, can define us, but are to give us life, to give us freedom, to give us more of of what more of who the truth of who we actually are. Right. So this has been Paul McDonald and Britt Mooney taking you into the content portion of Inception, as opposed to the technical stuff Grayson and I talked about. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it, and we hope that you join us next time here on the Men at the Movies podcast. Something inside has been awakened. I can no longer be who I was before. But if I am no longer who I was, who am I to be? Thank you.